Okay, so, um... This morning I had a vision. In this vision, I was at this international, like, um... Loft, loft type hotel room, probably like a penthouse or something like that. And I was visiting with my family and we had like this feast and we were all eating and stuff. We had like lasagna and stuff. All I know is, um, my family was there. Things were happening where something happened like it feels as if I had transferred to like maybe five or six different people which continuously happens but maybe all members of my family possibly but I don't um we were setting up for the 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 banquet or whatever it was and I don't know we were celebrating but maybe it was like a family reunion or something but still I sensed that it wasn't necessarily um Something that God may have put together. You know, of course, it's all God. God is in control, but I believe that this was in witchcraft. You know, it's happened before. We'll have, like, family reunion banquets and stuff. We'll have all kind of food there. But um, there'll be different signs that it's not of God. Like, when I'll try and channel, you know, the Lord... You know, it'll be, I'll be fought away from the Lord's presence. And it'll be like, I can't even like, I can't praise the Lord there without fighting. And it's like, you can't be at both places. You can't be here and praise the Lord or or you can't be in God's presence. And I'll start to get fought out of the Lord's presence. And I can kind of sense that, you know, there are different things going on where they're trying to take my power and, and steal it and keep it in the demonic realm. The power that the Lord has given me. And I just never understand the audacity of the wicked. You know, how you can how you can take from the Lord. How you can take from the Lord what he has provided for you. You know, naturally. You know, spiritually. And somehow take that to the demonic realm. And then, you know, try and cut him out of it. You know, I never understand the audacity of that. But I have to keep fighting. Because... He clearly wants me to fight. A lot of individuals around me are okay with this kind of setup. It doesn't seem fair that I don't have more support. But, you know, I have the Lord and I have to stay focused. I have to stay confident. I have to stay, you know, faithful in these situations. Because I don't want to eat with the wicked. You know, I I would rather starve. Though I was eating, I would rather starve than eat with the wicked. Because it's not real. It's a deception. What is happening is that, you know, we are under strong deception. We believe that we are eating big feasts, but spiritually who we really are inside, like our real spiritual selves in God, we're starving. We're starving. And the Lord has reminded me multiple different times over the course of this process that just like with Rapshaka, um, we are extremely poor. We are desolate. And, you know, 
the words that keep running through the road, the words that the Lord keep pointing out to me is, would, would you want for me to bring you to our people so that they, they can eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? It's in the Bible. And I know what the Lord is, is showing me. What he's showing me is that we are so, we are so poor and desolate believing that we are feasting, believing that we are winning when we're losing and we're really just somewhere so starved that we have to eat our own pool and drink our own pee. And of course, you know, when you look in in front of you and all you can see is a feast, you can see, you know, lasagnas, you know, pastas, all kinds of, you know, chicken, all kinds of things like that. And you look like you're wearing like the, 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 highest fashions and you look like you are wearing you know luxurious clothing staying in a luxurious palace but in reality your real spiritual self that you should be fighting for is somewhere in a dungeon locked away in chains you know having nothing to eat but your own pool and your own pee and what pains me is how difficult it will be to to have seen this. How difficult. Excuse me. How difficult it will have been to cut through this deception and truly see where where you stand with the Lord. A lot of people, you know, lately I feel have not cared. They have not considered these things. They are deceived. They, you know, are becoming hard-hearted, believing that, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have all this food in front of me. I have all of this, you know, I have this wonderful shelter, all this money, whatever. And it's not real. It's not real. And I know it's not real. You know, so many indications that it's not real because the power that the Lord has provided for me, they don't want me to have access to it unless, of course, I compromise my beliefs. I cannot compromise my beliefs. And if, of course, these things were of God or actually real, then why would you have to compromise anything to have them? They would just have been provided for you. The Lord does provide. And so the argument will become, well, if the Lord provides, then why, of course, are we really, our real our real state in God is, is naked and desolate and poor and starving and eating our own poo and pee? Well, the reason why is because we'd rather live in sin. We'd rather, you know... We'd rather cut the Lord out of our our dealings. We'd rather compromise our beliefs. We'd rather live these sinful lifestyles instead of living righteously. And so because of that, that's why that's our state. If, of course, we had decided to never compromise our beliefs, never cut the Lord out of anything, put him above anything and all things, and reject Satan and resist his deceptions, then, of course, we would see the real feast. 
The real feast is the, the food. The word of God is your food, your spiritual food. The living water is your, you know, the living water is, is what, you know, keeps you from thirsting. And I don't want to, I don't want to eat and be in hunger again. I don't want to drink and thirst again. I want to drink the living water and never have to thirst ever again. I want to eat spiritual food, the word of God, and never have to starve ever again. Because what happens is these things do not last. They don't last. And the reason is because they're not of God. The reason that they are so temporary is because they are from the devil who is temporary. The Lord is forever. So I was pained to be there and then and then the attitudes, the attitudes of different individuals in the midst of these things, they would not want to hear, you know, the truth. They rejected the truth. They rejected the truth and they they boldly and and they boldly and just confidently, you know, rejected God and and cut him out of things and they were okay with that. They sat comfortably in that. They weren't even, you know, they weren't even concerned in the slightest of the consequences of these things. And, you know, the worst thing that you can do, besides, of course, what you are already doing, which is rejecting the Lord and rejecting the truth, The worst thing that you can do is believe that that will stand and last forever and their things won't change for you because Satan wants you to get comfortable in his lies and his deception so that as soon as you believe that it's forever or that you will never receive consequences or things will never change, he can snatch everything from you and leave you in nothing, leave you with nothing because without God, you're nothing. And... The only reason that it seems that Satan is whining and dining my family is, of course, in an effort to destroy our our destinies in the Lord, to destroy our chances, which, of course, he won't be able to. But the fact of the matter is you have to stay conscious of these things because he's prepared to, you know, pull the rug right from up underneath you. He's prepared to, you know, leave you starving. He has no love for you. He does not care for you. When he does these things, it's always, he never does anything good just to be, do it good, do good. He's, anything that he does is an attempt to deceive you more, deceive you longer and stronger. He comes to do nothing but steal, kill, and destroy. And so I was uneasy. I was extremely uneasy. So I fought. I fought for the truth. I fought to see past the deception as though it did feel, you know, it, it wanted I wanted to feel that that it was wonderful to be feasting with my family. That's all I've ever wanted in life. All I've ever wanted was for my family to never starve, to not starve, for us to live a luxurious lifestyle and for us to, you know, be all together happy and eating good and, 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 you know, dressing well and living well. But I wanted that in God. I want that in God. I don't want it any other way because you can't want 
you can't want, you know, good things no matter how they come because then they won't be good things. They won't be good things. You have to want the good things that are good. And, you know, I'm called a do-gooder and different things of that nature. Everyone hates that I want to do things the right way. And when I start to cut through the deception and expose what's going on and I try to get everybody back on track to, you know, guide them out of this darkness, this dark pit, this filthiness, you know, allow the Lord to help me to guide them to use me to guide them. They all get upset with me and they start to fight me as if I am the enemy. And I know that it is Satan using them. But to them, it looks like you're just trying to ruin everything. This is, you know, why won't you just enjoy time with your family? Why won't you just enjoy this feast? Why won't you just enjoy this vacation or you know, this luxurious lifestyle, why won't you just enjoy it? Why do you have to, why do you have to ruin everything? And it's not me that's ruining everything, it's Satan. And you cannot see it. And so that's the hold that he has on you. The lies and the deception that he is feeding you, it controls you. It controls your mind. It controls, you know, our lifestyle. So, you know, becoming extremely frustrated with the situation I, you know, I saw a few things. What I saw was that there was a debate, and the debate was, you know, on one side, there are dark skins, dark skinned people starving light skins. On the other side, there are light skinned people starving dark skins. And the debate is that on the dark skin side, the reason why the light skins will starve is because they don't want to get up and, and, and get their own food. But on the light skin side, the debate is that they're starving in dark skins, you know, possibly because they're dark skin or something. I don't know. It's still the same thing. But on either side, you know, it is still like on the dark skin side, they won't stop me personally. Not that it's about light skin or dark skin. They won't stop me from eating. They won't stop me from getting up to get my own food in my own way. And I want to do it with the Lord. On the light skin side, they are being, you know, they are opposing that. They are opposing that. But I think that maybe what they're saying is that over there, they're making you get your food when it can be handed to you. Over here, we're handing it to you. And we're going to make them get their own food when it could be handed to them. It's handed to them over there. I didn't know that. I was not aware of that. Nor do I care. Because the fact of the matter is that I don't agree with the rule set. I don't agree with the the things that they are doing. It's wicked on the other side. Whether you starve a dark skin or a light skin, you're still starving your own people. And if you cannot understand that, you know, the war within ourselves is what's keeping us from prevailing, period, then that's the problem. You know, Satan wants to keep us divided. Why would you ever think that starving your own people would be, you know, would be, you know, important or, you know, relevant? Why would you ever, how could you ever not see past that? You know, why would you ever feel that that was the real issue there? And not the fact that you can't see the fact that we are all, you know, one in Christ regardless of what we look like or regardless of how we appear black white whatever race that you are you know this is a deception it's a strong deception and i become frustrated 
because, you know, I'm saying, Lord, we are so lost. We're so lost. We're so lost. We need you. And they're rejecting your truth. They're rejecting your truth. And I, we can't do it without you. And I don't want to do it without you. I don't want to leave my people behind. I can't leave my people behind. That's not really an option. You know, so what What can I do when they're all trying to fight me away from you because they want to do things this way? You know, I guess I will have to just keep fighting. I can see that there are strong, dark spirits, you know, overlooking these situations and rejoicing in our division. And... You know, when I see these different things, I, t- I try and, and and acknowledge these things to people. They don't care. I don't care. Like, they want what I want, though. You know, I want to be able to starve these people because I don't like that they, they're this and I don't like that they're that. I don't like that they look better than me or I don't like that they have this or have that. You know, they have certain advantages. I don't like that. So I don't care if I starve them. And you can't see how that is hurting us all. You know, you can't starve half of your own people and expect for all of us to or expect to succeed, even if it's not all of us, even if it's just your side, the people you've chosen. You can't even succeed that way. You are only as strong as your weakest link. We are all together linked together. You're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you're starving people, that's how strong you are. As starved as they are, it's how strong you are. You are not strong. That's weak. You are weak. You have to be strong enough to be able to feed whoever and however, no matter what differences you guys come across, because division is the real war. And the fact of the matter is, Judas sold Jesus over for 30 shekels. He still didn't starve Judas. He broke bread with Judas. He said, this is my flesh. He drank wine with Judas. He said, this is my blood. And he still died for Judas. So you cannot starve your people and expect to be strong. You think you're full. I'm full. I am well taken care of. The threads on my back are luxurious. The lifestyle that I'm living is well. I'm good. No, you're not. Because look around at the people that you're not feeding. That is the position that you are in. Period. It doesn't matter what you see. That is a deception. And the fact of the matter is that You know, it is difficult. We have to come together as a people. We have to come together as a people. I don't understand how you could ever explain that to your child. Hate is taught. Hate is taught. And I don't want to contribute to the next generation of our people teaching hate anymore we we have the opportunity to do away with hate and we rather keep it because it's you know it makes us feel better and why would you think that something hateful like that would ever make you feel better you're deceived to believing that's really what you want that is not you that are that is these dark spirits that rebel against god they are using you You know, whoever taught you that someone else was better than you or someone else was less than you, these dark spirits are, you know, encouraging these things. They are, you know, influencing these things, even if over generations of time, which is why it trickled down to you, still you fight that. You fight that. And so it frustrates me that they can't see past it. 
but together as a whole, we have to learn to. We have to learn to. The Bible says that whatever you do to the least of you, you do to me. So if you see someone and feel that you are better than them and feel that you don't have to treat them with the same amount of respect that you would treat someone that you 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 um see as so highly, you think highly of, you are doing that to Jesus Christ. Because he feels everything that we feel ten times more. If you starve your brother or your sister, you are starving God. So you will be starved. And it's not okay to think I'm I'm good. Why would I care how they are? It's not okay to think it's not me, so why would I care? That's not okay. It's not okay to be in a position you don't deserve to be in. It's not okay to dictate things that you don't, you're not in a, a, a good mindset to dictate. It's not okay to cast judgment without the Lord's approval or the Lord's guidance because you make mistakes you're not perfect and oftentimes you can't see past what you can see he can he sees everything he knows everything you need his guidance you need his guidance so that he can guide you into the right decision to be have been made regardless of whether you can see it or not regardless of whether you can understand it or not because he understands which requires trust of him and faith in him and hope in him But, you know, sometimes it gets difficult to to explain this to these individuals, though. I feel as if I never stop talking about this. I never stop telling them this. It doesn't feel like I should have to explain this to them anymore. I've already broken it down millions of times and tried to get them to understand these things to the point where they say, oh, here you go with this conversation again. Exactly. Which means you've heard it before, which means I've explained it to you before, which means why aren't you understanding? If I have to repeat it again, obviously that's because you are not taking heed, which means to be warned. And then when these things fall back on your own head, you're wondering why you deserve that. You need to understand this. The Lord will not stand for that. You do not show any partiality. Love your neighbor. Treat others as you would like to be treated, regardless if you feel as if you like them or not. Because the fact of the matter is, hate has no room, period. There's no room for hate, period. And the reasons that you claim that you hate these people are ridiculous anyways. You hate someone because their skin is light. You hate someone because their skin is dark. That's absolutely, like, that's ridiculous. That's so silly. It has absolutely nothing to do with their hard work. It has absolutely nothing to do with their, you know, intellectual ability. It has, actually, it has absolutely nothing to do with their work ethic. Nothing to do with the things that really matter, character. You hate them because how they look outwardly. And so what does that mean about how you look inwardly. How does that make you look on the inside? Because it doesn't matter what you wear, where you live, what you're eating, who you're around, you're still ugly, ugly and nasty. So, you know, it's difficult because it's like one side says, we're just treating them this way because we've been treated this way for so long. And another side is saying, we're just treating them this way because they treat us this way. And it's a cycle that we stay in. 
And on the outside of that, you can't even see past your own circle. You can't see past your own small world that there's so many more things going on outside of the things that you focus so much on. There's a whole world out here, more issues to be addressed, more things for you to learn. You can't possibly see everything. You can't possibly know everything. This is why you need God in your circle so that he can break the cycle, so that he can open your eyes, so he can widen your horizons. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult because what you find is that, you know, we are just ignorant to these things. And you think to yourself, well, I never thought of it like that or I never saw it that way because you're not allowing God to open your eyes so you can see it that way. Who is going to teach you things you've never known? If you have, you keep your circle so tight, you only, you're only okay. Your perspective is only welcoming to certain individuals under certain guidelines. Who is going to break those barriers and widen your horizons to more things that's out there that you've never even touched? You could have never even had a thought in your mind about it because it's nowhere near your understanding. Who is going to introduce those things to you if not God? We don't have any room for hatred because all of that time could be spent on love, a better understanding, and welcoming more people, which of course could benefit us to growing, expanding, becoming bigger and better and more. It doesn't make sense that ever since we were free from the Egyptians, we are kind of the same people. We are meant to be so much more. We are meant to be so much more, but you reject the truth. You, re you reject the doctrine of the Bible. You reject the guidelines that will lead you to a bigger and a better state of life. You reject that because you want to do what you want to do. And seeing it so limiting, literally limiting Quite literally, you're in chains. You can only go so far, like a dog on a chain. You stay in your yard. There's way too much out here. There's way too much out here. And only the Lord can provide that for you. And only he will provide that for you when you deserve it. When you are treating, when you start to behave in a manner of someone who can handle that. You have to become prepared. You have to get prepared for those things because if you stay so locked in, so close into a certain mindset and perspective and cycle, when the Lord introduces you to these things, you reject them anyways. Even though if you could see past your own perspective, you'd probably be able to understand how beneficial it can be for you in the long run. But you don't care because all you can see is what's in front of you. So... You know, I've always wanted the Lord to introduce me to new worlds. And yes, of course, I am not exempt from these behaviors. I'm, you know, somewhat a product of my environment. Not that I want to blame the different people in a different situation and the different circumstances I've grown up in. They have played a part. So with that being said, it becomes difficult for me sometimes to see a change or to be accepting of outside environments and perspectives that may benefit me in the long run. But I want to leave a door open for that in the Lord. I want to. I want to broaden my horizons. I want my horizons to be broadened by God. I want him to guide me into these things in the right way. I want him to prepare me to be able to carry these things and carry my people to these things. So, you know, it frustrates me because we're still stuck in the same cycles. And then it's like we're so scared. You know, we break free of our chains. We run right back to them. 
that's who we've been. When the Lord freed us from Egypt, we were in the wilderness saying, send us back. We'd rather be in chains, overworked, and being killed under the age of two than in the wilderness starving. Because we felt that at least they fed us every day. They fed you what they wanted to feed you, when they wanted to feed you, on their schedule. You are free to do whatever you want now. You want to run back to chains for somebody to control you and keep you in a cycle under very harsh and cruel circumstances? When the Lord has freed you to be able to do whatever you want with your freedom, that's what the Lord means when he says we don't even know what to do with freedom. We run back to chains. We need to be we need to be prepared properly. And only God can do that. We can't do it on our own. Why do we always take from him and cut him out of things? Why are we prone to these things? Because of course, we don't know what to do with freedom. It scares us. So, my defense of that is, of course, when you have been in chains so long, it's quite difficult for you to. It's quite difficult for you to accept being made free. When you've had a ball and a chain stuck to your leg for however long, you know, once you're made free, you still think that you can't run without that weight. You can. You're free. You can do what you you can do more, not what you want to do, because freedom is not to be abused with sin and wicked behavior. So that being said, you know, how I feel about this is, you know, as far as the reborn covenant, do we really want to repeat of the same behavior? Do we really want to repeat history where we were made free? And we didn't keep our promise to the Lord. And so we so we ran right back into chains or found ourselves under the same harsh leadership and curses because of our, you know, selfishness and rejection of God and acceptance of false gods. But we have to do better. We have to do better. This is not. It does. It, it, I don't know. It hurts my it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart deeply because God loves us so much. That even despite how much we deserve the things that we are in, the things that we are subjected to, he still wants to see us free. He still wants to give us the things that he knows that we deserve, you know, that we're worthy of. I won't say deserve, but we're worthy of. So, I don't know. I'm still, like, I... I I just find myself back in these cycles and we've been in these cycles for so long and I'm tired. I am tired. I want to break free. I want to see a new way of life, but I can't do that without my people. And, you know, as I've said, we're only as strong as our weakest link. So if my weakest link wants to stay in a cycle, we're stuck. I'm stuck in a cycle too. I'm in that cycle with you. So... All that I can do is trust that the Lord will break these cycles. He will break these cycles. He will do it because of his love for us, despite us testing his patience on every occasion. I have to trust and have hope that that will happen. So, you know, 
like I'm I'm pained. I am pained. I woke up in pain because of this and you know I hope that the Lord can forgive me personally. Because he has given me a power. He has bestowed upon me a power, you know, to to do his work, to be used as a vessel, to do his work in our community. And I've become tired and overwhelmed to the point where I just feel like, what is the point? And I don't want to get up anymore. And I don't want to fight as hard as I can at all times and keep pushing for a better version of us. And so I am contributing. So... Things will have been made better. I trust that because the Lord has promised that to me. He never breaks a promise. But in the meantime, yes, of course, we do still have to actively work against these mindsets and these behaviors. I don't know why, you know, we're so opposed to the laws anyways. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not covet. Do not commit adultery. Obey that. Obey your mother and your father. Only worship God. Never worship false gods. Do not bear false witness against your brother and sister or sister. I know there's two more. Satan wants to, you know, attack my mind right now, but these things they may seem love your neighbor as yourself. I said that already. But these things may seem as if, why would I want to do that? I don't want to have to be good. I don't want to have to keep those commandments. I don't want to have to keep those promises. But these things are the set rules in order to guide us into a better state of living. A better lifestyle as a whole. To eliminate the opportunity for these dark spirits to come in and control us and turn us against our own. To create division. To sow discord, to tear us apart from the inside out. How do we keep allowing these dark spirits to infiltrate our own camps? Because we're not keeping the commandments. If, of course, we were keeping our commandments, we would be solid as a rock. They would never be able to touch any of us ever again. So, of course, they want you to keep behaving in a manner you're behaving in. Of course, you like them. They're going to be likable. So that they can stay around to destroy everything that God is trying to build. I just want us to be better.